Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 105 at Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. If you missed the opening hour, you heard Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli live in Oilers Now. Second hour, John Shannon will uh, join us. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad, visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, we tell you that guests on the show receive gifts are gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott in studio. We head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline 780-496-0063 and John Shannon, regular Monday contributor, joins us. John, thank you for moving your slot half an hour uh, you're in town. How you doing? So, so I lost my spot to Shirelli. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Holy smokes! He's going to have to buy me a beer or something. Think so? Nah, he probably won't. No. Bugger. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, hey, four straight loss, and 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 here was the situation when the Oilers made the move on uh, Saturday, sending down Puliyarvi and Yamamoto. Uh, obviously, the PR department made Peter available yesterday. We put a request in. Uh, obviously, we didn't think the team would play the way they did against Colorado. They stunk last night, and Peter said today. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, and, and this is great for sports talk radio. When your team goes 8-2-1, and one, everybody's sky high. Then you drop four in a row, and the, the sky's falling. And that comes with the territory. You have this awesome fan base in Edmonton that has supported the fan- franchise uh uh, through thick and thin, uh, but the fans are mad. They're angry right now, so the timing of doing the interview is never easy. Uh, and there was some interesting, uh, and one of Peter's comments was just about being balanced and not being too emotional when things are going great, nor too emotional when things are going poor in terms of assessing uh, the team and where they're at. Well, and, and hey, listen, I think that uh, that assessment, I think you could look at the the 20 guys that put on the sweater as well that way because uh, what what I think we all saw last night was a team that sagged so quickly 26 seconds into the game uh, and 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 this was the type of emotion you saw from the the roster most of last year too Bob and you were you were much closer to it yes. than I was but you could you could get a sense every time that the other team scored a goal 
heads dropped and everybody sulked back to the to the bench and and it was difficult to get the team back focused and, and I, I saw a little bit of that early last night um, and and you know with the with the, the single bright light in my mind of of uh, Brodziak, Cassian, and Kara, who who played yeah. uh, as well as I've seen them play all year. All right. So last night they uh, was a stink bomb. That's the you know that's yeah. that's what got Flat late. Is a pancake. Yeah. Flat is a pancake. And so two poor performances in a row for the Oilers. Obviously, playing Montreal, the building's going to be jacked, and you're in town for that. Uh, that that's going to change the complexion. A couple other things with Peter. I mean, you know, there's people in the organization that believe in Yesapuliarvi. Uh, some would say yes, Apolyarvi didn't even get a sniff this year, really in the top six. I mean, I could make an argument. Yes, Apolyarvi has scored the biggest goal of the season for Edmonton because he scored yeah, the they, g- that that or that goal in Winnipeg. You're right. You know, uh, that was uh, a was, big goal for this hockey club because it helped get him to overtime in a rally. Um, but uh, you know what? The, the truth of the matter was he 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 took a, a lot of long shifts and he turned a lot of pucks over, and he didn't buy himself any currency with his teammates or, or his coaching staff. Um, in Yamamoto's case, even Peter said, you know, he thought Yamamoto would actually play pretty well. And some might. Well, you and I talked about you and I yeah. talked about Yamamoto two or three times during the season, and and, and uh, I guess what impressed me more than anything was that uh, he had no fear. Yeah, uh, and when you consider a guy that's you know shorter and smaller than me, he's playing National Hockey League games. Um, that, that that was impressive, and and you know he was going into areas of the uh, uh, near the net uh, as much as anybody, and and he's the smallest guy on the ice. I mean, he, you know, I, I have no doubt that both will be back. Um, uh, the, the question becomes with Jay Woodcroft there. Uh, and I think that's a huge advantage for the organization as well. Uh, will who who will who will understand why they're there first, and how will they do it, and how quickly can they turn it around starting Friday night in San Diego? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because they've got a good thing going, right? I mean, Benson's coming off a two-goal, four-point weekend. Uh, Hebig's yeah. been a, for me a pleasant surprise. Marodi's back up already. Uh, now these other guys are going to go down there. I'd be very intrigued to see who Jay elects to have play with those guys. But there's an energy around the group. The defense moves. they got more talent, more ability. Um, and frankly, I think they have uh, uh, you know, a coach on his, on his way up, which is another thing, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I think Todd Nelson did a good job. The Oilers didn't have great prospects. I think at times the guys in Oklahoma City had a little bit too much latitude in terms of who was in and out. And yeah. I, I'm – but – that doesn't help the here and now here. And that's where people say, well, you know, like we're getting texts to the show saying, oh, great, you bring Shirelli on and the team's on a four-game losing streak. What move is there for him to make? And he talks about the team playing with greater structure and process. But the fact of the matter is it's not like you can just go out and trade for a top six right winger or second pairing right shot D. No, and I mean, and and they are holding their breath a little bit for Andre Sekera to return in the middle of December, and and let's face it, that's that's an optimistic date. Yes, uh, I think for Sekera, fourteenth or fifteenth of December. Um, Bob, you, you know, you, you talked about the Winnipeg game. I, I would almost argue that that game, when you look at the flow of this season, the game in Winnipeg and the big comeback was. It was an outlier to the way this team has played and played when it's played well. Okay, um, it, because it was such a, it, it was such a variation from how they won their games. 
Well, they were brutal for two periods, and then the Jets turned to be brutal for the third period. And and there was a freneticness that that game was played with. And when teams play with real structure and process, there is a calmness and a maturation with the way a team plays on the ice. Well, and I mean, take take. I mean, last night, last night at four nothing, and then four one. Was there was there any question to you that Colorado had the game in hand? No. all the time. I always, I mean, they they were they were a machine last night. That that was for a team that had not won in five. They played as a meticulous a game as I've seen uh, this season uh, when a team's down. Winnipeg, on the other hand, with the game that the Oilers won, they tried to run and gun against the Oilers. And you know what? If you want to play that type of game against Edmonton. Uh, and when Connor's on his game, right. you're not going to win. You're not going to win. So from that perspective, from that perspective, the Winnipeg game, take it's almost like when you do judging at gymnastics. You take the top mark and the bottom mark out, and then you judge the team. So take. So what? What are what are the Oilers like? I think they're an average team that has yes, the. They are. They're a 500 team right now. Right. And you know what? They're 500. They're eight, eight, and one, and they've had yeah. a challenging schedule to start the year. They've not played a game against the Pacific Division, and that is important if you take a look at their record against the Pacific Division over the last two years. Even last, even last year, they, in a terrible year for the team, John, they still went 16-11-2 against the Pacific. And right now, as Jack Michaels pointed out on Twitter last night, the top three teams in the Pacific Division are like plus four in goal differential. Uh, and, and I mean, listen, that, that that all starts Saturday night against the Flames, right? Yeah, and these that, are, that, and, yeah, and, that, and John, that, these are going to be a that's a big that's a big night. There's two big nights. There's two high profile games for the Oilers back to back. Montreal always a big deal in the city, and then obviously yeah. uh, Calgary on Saturday. Yeah, I yeah, know it's it's uh, it's uh, you know you know, and, and I to go back to your your opening comment about the emotion of the fans. Uh, I, I can assure you that it's the same emotion. With the players, I mean, they they feel it as as much as anybody sitting there listening to Milan Lucic talk this morning about the you know the, the pressure that he's under uh, and how he's felt uh, not scoring goals. I mean, the the things he's tried to do to try to get back on track. Uh, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear the passion in his voice. And and, and you know, at some point, something has to break. Something has to happen. Uh, but you can't give up. And what we saw a little bit last night was a little bit of that that we saw last season, where the team just couldn't dig itself out of a hole. And 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 Connor can't do it by himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, when you have swarming defense, when you have that uh, pack mentality against McDavid uh, that Colorado did last night, there's much, and and then he's the only guy going. There's there's not much chance for this team to win. All right. Well, let's break it down by position for the team. Uh, Talbot is not where he needs to be right now. The save percentage is sub 900. Um, You know what? If I told you back after, if I had told you after the Oilers started the year 0-2 that we'd be 17 games in the year and Cam Talbot would uh, have a uh, sub 900 save percentage 17 games in the year, nobody would have thought the team would have been 8-8-1. No, and you you do have to give uh, Koskinen some credit for coming in. Uh, and the, the one for me, the one big difference between the two guys right now, and, and I think we saw it last night, is rebound control. Yeah. Uh, Talbot is struggling with his rebound control, and Koskinen in the time, in the games he won, and a little bit last night, 
You know, when when the, when the puck gets to him, it doesn't bounce off. It it it, it goes right to the corner, or he, he smothers it. And that's and rebound control. When you have those little gnats like Montreal will have tomorrow night around this club, I mean, you're going to need you're going to need to have that rebound control, uh, particularly uh, in close when. You know, your defenseman can't do the clutching and grabbing like they used to be able to do. It. And guys like Gallagher are sitting there getting their, you know, oh. play, playing, I mean, playing inside guys' ears. Max Domi. Hey, yep. Max Domi's coming to town, and Max Domi has become a force in the NHL. Yeah. John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. So we both expect Koskinen tomorrow. Um, defensively, Peter said, you know, uh, he doesn't think the team is an elite puck-moving team in the back end. I think that's a completely fair assessment. Uh, and uh, I just, you, you know, where where's your headspace at right now if Darnell Nurse? I, I, I think the upside is so great that you have to bite your tongue a little bit yep. uh, with Nurse. Um, and you have to, uh, I, I mentioned this on the broadcast last night. Um, Darnell Nurse is almost playing the same way he played in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, when he was by far the best defenseman in the OHL. And he could go up the ice and do anything he wanted with the puck up the ice and then be the first guy back and still make the defensive play. Well, you can't do that every time in the National Hockey League. So he's, he's still in that learning curve of knowing and when to read the play and when not to go up the ice. Uh, it's hard, I assume, uh, for someone to do that on a regular basis, particularly when you're frustrated with the lack of scoring that your team has. And Darnell's one of those guys that thinks he can be a difference maker. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, as far as I'm all in on Nurse, I think that he's, he's the real deal. He's going to be a great player, but he's learning to be a great player. Very quickly, uh, some league things, John, I want to get to. Actually, I'm surprised you're not in Toronto. No, you know what? This is my favorite uh, day of the year uh, away from the arena uh, with the Hall of Fame there. It's a, it's Nobody goes to the Hall and worries about wins and losses. It's all a celebration of what the game is all about. Should there be a game? In it. Should there be NHL no. games on this day? No, there shouldn't. There should not. There should not be right. games at all on this night, and uh, there's there's got to be a way to fix it. Can I can I just say something something that I despise and I'm not the only one in our broadcast booth that feels this way. I hate how the fans boo Gary Bettman wherever he goes. You know, Gary Bettman uh and and right now obviously Edmonton has become a, a revenue generator for the NHL or a contributor to revenue sharing. It wasn't always like this. There were some tough miles and Gary Bettman uh you know going back to that 0405 lockout that was partially fought for organizations like Edmonton and Calgary, and it, it and maybe it's because he's an American, and uh, and uh-huh. I, I don't know what it is, but I I don't think he because obviously he's going to the Hall of Fame tonight. Do you think the guy gets the respect he deserves for, from the right people? He does. Uh, absolutely. All right, there you go. Uh, from the right people, and here, here's the one thing I just just prior you know when when you were a pup in the in the nineties. Um, you know, and, and the Canadian Currency Equalization Program came into play. That was, uh, and so when the Canadian dollar was at sixty-five cents, and the Oilers weren't selling out, and the Flames weren't selling out, it was Gary Bettman that made the American teams who even weren't making money help support the Canadian teams. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, dare I say I, I'm sitting? I'm sitting in the arena still, Bob. But dare I remind everybody of Gary's? And he gets mad at me when I call it this stealth motives. Uh, in, in getting between the mayor and Daryl 
to have this building built. Uh, Gary Bettman, I think, deserves and gets more credit here than he does in many cities. Uh, and uh, and he, he, by the way, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I would have won, uh, would have been one to ask him to defer it, but uh, he didn't have a say in that. That was the Hall of Fame's decision. Uh, and uh, certainly, he's uh, he's all in when it comes to the Hall of Fame, and I'm happy for him. All right, uh, around the league, Los Angeles, they lose Jack Campbell to injury after they've lost Jonathan Quick. This is a tough situation right now. For I mean, we have fans saying, Stoffer, you didn't ask Shirelli about how slow the team is. The team looks slow against Colorado. You know what? You're right. The team looks slow against Colorado there, Dexter. You're right. They were. Colorado had the slowest team in the league two years ago. They got a faster team now. The Oilers have made some moves to get faster. They're going to continue to make moves to get faster. Uh, but you'll, just about L.A., that is a tough situation for Willie Desjardins right now. He's down his top two goaltenders in his organization, and they are slow up front. Yeah, Peter Budai, the number one goalie in Los Angeles today. It's really quite amazing when you think about it. Um, and Budai's been through this before. Uh, to me, to me, there you know, we, we talked a ton about secondary scoring in, in Edmonton not contributing. To me, they have secondary scoring making big money. Uh, you know, Adrian Kempe, uh, Tanner Pearson, Tyler Toffoli. You know, they got their names on the Stanley Cup, Toffoli and Pearson do, and they haven't done anything since, and I think that's a big issue. Okay, Chicago. Power struggle? No, there's no power struggle. John McDonough wins every time. There we go. It's over. <laughs> it's over. That's right. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And I, and I, I, I can assure you Joel Quinville is the happiest, most relieved man in hockey today. Yeah. Going to get his money and doesn't have to worry about somebody stabbing him in the back. John, how many times have you made an offhanded comment on Uber, on, on the back of an Uber ride? Uh, not many, but I, but I can tell you right now I'm making less now. Crazy, you know? isn't it? Uh, it's, it's disappointing. It's sad. But uh, you know what? Uh, players have to be smarter. You know, and, and it, the one thing I can assure you is that I went, if I'm in a room with five people and I don't know the fifth person, I'm not saying very much. Montreal Canadiens are here tomorrow. And talking about teams playing quicker, there are teams well, playing. Well, here, here's the thing. They've embra- they finally embraced their size. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, they tried to be a big team. You know, and then they realized, holy smokes, the guys we we're acquiring are never big. Um, and and with that comes the uh, comes the ability to skate. Uh, and, you know the adaptations. Our friend Claude Julian has probably adapted better in the last twelve months to a team and a style than he ever has in his career, and he deserves some credit for doing it. John, thanks for your time. We'll see you down there tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. That is John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. I want to mention to you that you can book with New West Travel and join Oilers now and two great road trips coming up in Nashville and Vegas. See the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the National Hockey League. This Oilers Now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, and we'll have a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these Oilers Now roadies in Nashville and Vegas. For the Oilers Now road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It's 123. Still to come on today's show, we'll have some comments from Milan Lucic. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As well as Todd McClellan. Right now, though, we're going to take a quick time out. Uh, come back with some of your texts on our Heartland Ford text line. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 125 in Edmonton. All right, let's get to our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Sean out of Wainwright, Alberta says, Bob, you're so right about the Batman haters. Without him, the only Canadian teams would be in Toronto and Montreal, and players and their teams sure in heck wouldn't be rich. These people need to give their collective heads a shake. That one comes to us from... Uh, Sean, this text comes in out of Edmonton saying, Bob, why doesn't Oscar Clefbaum shoot on the power play? Darnell Nurse should be on the power play. Uh, I don't think Darnell Nurse should be on the power play yet. Right now, I want Darnell Nurse focusing first on defending and then in time graduating and maybe getting some second power play unit. As for Clefbaum, he's yet to score a goal in the power play this year. The Oilers only have three goals scored uh, by defensemen this season. Nurse scored a game winner in overtime in Winnipeg. Uh, Garrison got one. I think his was on the power play, or right as the power play had elapsed, and Bouchard scored on the power play against the uh, Capitals. Uh, again, you can text us at 630 6.30. This text comes to us out of Edmonton. No crap, Oiler fans love Bettman. He gave you McDavid when Buffalo should have had him. He recognized this crappy franchise needed a Lamborghini to open up the new arena. Not rocket science, Bob. That texter is obviously a big fan of Oliver Stone. Let's full-blown conspiracy theorism right there. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Bob, it's Dan. I could not agree with you more about Mr. Bettman. He's done more for the Oilers and Canadian teams than any previous commissioner. Anybody who knows anything about hockey would realize that, but people continuously show their ignorance by booing. Booing him would be like booing Cal Nichols as far as I'm concerned. It shows no class. Thanks. Love the show. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now. Dana says, Bob, the Oilers need to uh, put more bodies in front of opponents' goaltenders. All the other teams do a success. The Oilers got away from playing desperate last couple games. They were not desperate. I think they ran out of fumes on that. uh, I mean, they played eight games in 13 days. Got a little bit fatigued, played good teams, Washington and Tampa. Ran out of fumes. Right, and then against Florida, um, 
I, I thought they looked tired. I thought their top guys looked gassed. But there was no excuse last night against Colorado. It was almost the perfect scenario for the Oilers. They get back. They get a day off, CBA mandated day off. They get a practice in the day before the game. And they came out and they were Flatsville. And they better be a hell of a lot better tomorrow night against the Montreal Canadiens. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. Uh, tweet us, at Now. Dean out of Toronto says, great show. What happens if the Oilers lose the next two? Well, it's going to be on. Because these are two high-profile games coming up. Montreal and Calgary back-to-back. Absolutely. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Trisha Kindleman. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.